Hey there, Photo Field Notes listeners. This is Ali Ciardo, and I hope that this episode finds you doing as well as you can be doing, considering all of the crazy circumstances in the world around us and um, weddings getting canceled and moved around and just, oh my gosh, all the craziness that's been going on. Just to update you on my life here, I am not doing sessions right now. My weddings are getting moved until all my, all, through May, all my weddings have been moved. Um, what I've done is I'm using associates. So if you go back and listen to my episode on associates, just search that on photofieldnotes.com. I'm using associates for dates when the wedding has to move to a date that I cannot shoot it because I'm already booked. So that's one idea just to make it work so that you can still have your brand shoot it. You can still make some money from that wedding, do right by everybody and, you know, do the best you can to kind of salvage what's, what the situation is. Um, I also beforehand this, I was going to do an episode on preparing for a crisis. Unfortunately, it's a little bit too late for that. Um, but what I did was I set aside all of my deposits in a separate account and all my prepaid shoot money in a separate account so that I wouldn't touch it. I've always been like a worst case scenario person because when my brother got sick, when I was a kid, my parents had to drop everything and they couldn't work for three months. And so I've always been this like what if the worst thing happens and I have to pay all of these back and everybody was like, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. Well, so now I have this money set aside. So I'm just leaving it there and mentally telling myself if I have to pay it all back, it's there. So I know it sucks. Um, one, just, I want to say really quickly, if you can afford to donate, I hope you will. If you are in a position where you need to take advantage of those donations, I hope you will take advantage of those donations and seek out the resources that you need. One idea that I saw that I thought was really cool was the front porch project where photographers are shooting family portraits of people on their porches from a really safe distance. I did, I started to do it and then we went on full lockdown here in Michigan. And so I'm not doing any until after it's safe safe to go out. I mean, even though I was being crazy cautious, I was using my 200 millimeter lens and shooting from the sidewalk of people on their front porches. But I'm just kind of telling people right now, I want to respect the orders and I'm not going out until at least April 13th when we, when the stay, stay home order ends, but it's just a way to encourage people. Basically they donate to the local food bank or a local charity. I tell them at least $50 and then I'll come out for a five minute session, get them a nice family photo from very far away. Okay. In some actually good news to bring to you today, if you remember Heidi Thompson, I interviewed her in episode 138, How to Create an Overwhelm Smashing Photography Marketing Plan, and she is hosting the Bookmore Wedding Summit April 20th through 24th. She has a lineup of speakers who are going to, they're going to cover um, basically tips for wedding professionals to figure out how to attract more ideal clients, to book more weddings, so that you can be more profitable and grow your wedding business once all this craziness is over and weddings can actually happen again. The summit is going to be free to attend live and every day's presentations are going to be available for 24 hours. And so after that, attendees have the option to upgrade to the all access pass, which is going to include lifetime access to all the trainings, all the worksheets, transcripts, and $2,200 worth of speaker bonuses. You can find the link to the Bookmore Weddings Summit in the show notes on this episode. And then also if you go to photofieldnotes.com and you look up episode 147, I hope you'll use that link if you're considering signing up to support the Photo Field Notes podcast. Okay, with that, 
In today's episode, I'm talking with Deirdre Andrews, and I'm just going to go ahead and read her bio for you. She teaches creative entrepreneurs how to build and launch profitable online marketing campaigns. And throughout her career, she's managed millions of dollars across platforms like Google, Facebook, and Instagram. She's also worked with a full-service ad agency to design campaigns for brands like Microsoft, Porsche, and Audi, Ottawa Tourism, the Ottawa Senators, and Hard Rock Casino. And ultimately, the most fulfilling campaigns that she's worked on have been for her own family business, which is a dance studio. And helping her brother and his wife grow their business into one of the top dance schools in their city is one of the most rewarding things she's done. So let's get into my my conversation with Deirdre. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hey everybody, this is Ali Ciardo and today I'm talking with Deirdre Andrews and she is an expert in marketing and Google ads and all things that most of us photographers are completely overwhelmed by. And so today she's going to fill us in on some really quick, easy tips to help uh, start thinking about Google ads and maybe a little bit about, you know, where to get started. So first, Deirdre, where did you learn all of this stuff? How did you become a marketing expert in the first place? Um, I guess I'm one of those lucky people that kind of knew when I was very young what it was that I wanted to do. Uh, so I did go to school specifically for um, marketing and advertising media management. And when I finished up grad school, um, you know, I kind of hopped around at first trying to figure out what branch of marketing was right for me. But I ended up working in software and I had a, a really awesome boss who was kind of a, a mentor to me and supported my continuing education specifically in uh, digital. So that's where I really started learning about paid traffic. Who do you work with? I work right now with um, creative small business owners. So definitely a lot of photographers uh, in my programs and on my list, um, but also like dance studio owners and um, estheticians, people in hair salons, basically any kind of creative business where the person, you know, has a talent that they're trying to share with the world, but they may need a little bit of help with, you know, the marketing and business side of things. Yeah. And fill us in, you know, ahead of this, you told me a little bit about the dance studio connection and how that was, was that your first kind of foray into small businesses? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I have kind of been um, in and out of the corporate world over the last 15 years. But um, as I was finishing up uh, grad school, my brother and his wife decided that they were going to open their own business, which is a dance school. And they asked for my help with marketing. So I was kind of with them right from the beginning on their journey of opening up a creative business. And I had the amazing opportunity to work with them full time for almost four years. So just being a part of that small business environment and actually seeing the impact of the work that I was doing, it really made me feel like this is worth it. And you were doing all types of marketing, I'm guessing for them as a small business working full time. Yeah, basically, I mean, I was running the office, I was dealing with all of the business development and managing the clients and the registrations. And then, you know, kind of on the side, I was dealing with all of the paid traffic and and the PR and all kinds of fun stuff. Nice. Okay, well, let's get into Google Ads. I personally will admit that I have never tried Google Ads. Maybe I guess if I've been thrown like $100 in free money for Google Ads, I've probably done it completely wrong if I've done it, if I've done it at all. So, why do you think photographers should care about 
paid advertising, Google advertising? Uh, well, right. Obviously, I mean, if you are going to attract clients, you need to get your business out there, right? So I think that is why a lot of business owners start looking into things like Facebook ads or Instagram ads, because those are the platforms that they're on and they're used to seeing ads there. But Google ads are kind of a bit of a mystery to a lot of people. Um, the reason that I think people should care about Google ads, um, I think they have a superpower. And that superpower is the power of intent. So, you know, when you're advertising on Facebook or Instagram, you can definitely set up your geographic targeting. You can target people within a specific age range or go after them according to their interests. But, you know, just because somebody looks like your ideal client, it doesn't mean that they are in the market for your services right now. And that's where Google Ads differs from other types of advertising because you're not targeting people by their interest. You're actually targeting them by the keywords that they are typing into their Google search bar. So, you know, if somebody is looking for a wedding photographer right now and they're typing that into Google, that means, you know, they're in the market. They're probably ready to book someone. So that's your opportunity to get in front of them, you know, while the iron is hot kind of thing. How much do you think, obviously this is going to change for everybody, but how much budget do you think most photographers are setting aside? If you're working with photographers and they're doing, they're setting up Google ads, how much money are they spending? And do you have any sense for the return on investment for that? Um, I think it really depends on how many new clients you're trying to bring in. Um I think that uh, the return on investment, um, a lot of people are kind of nervous about spending money on ads, understandably, um, and they kind of try and keep their budget as low as possible. Um, but I kind of like to think about, you know, what is the actual value that you're going to get out of that if somebody books with you? Um, you know, let's say you're a wedding photographer and your package is starting at $3,600, um, you know, if it costs you $150 to acquire that customer, you're still making a huge profit off of that. So, I mean, if you're trying to book like one client a month, you could start out with a budget of $500 and see where that gets you. Yeah, well, I'll say when you're thinking about this, you also, um, if you're a photographer and you're paying for advertising, I looked at my return and what I was spending per booked client, per booked wedding on the knot, and I was spending between $400 and $500 per booked wedding on the knot. And I was like, okay, I can for sure do better than this. So I pulled my ad at that point. And so I think we have to kind of think about it that way. Like if you're paying for other types of advertising, you need to look at, you need to do the analysis and see how much am I actually paying and how much am I getting out of it? If it's like, it feels different because it's one lump sum and the leads keep coming, but they're not always booking and they're not always good leads. So we have to kind of compare and experiment. And unfortunately, we don't necessarily know what's going to be the best fit until we try it. All right, let's say I want to dip my toe in the water. I want to try some Google ads, or let's say Google's given me $100 to spend on Google ads to experiment with it. Where the heck do we start? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you need a Google ads account, so you can get started with that. I think the, the URL is just ads.google.com and you can st get started creating your account there. Um, but the first thing that you need to do is create your ad groups. So those are like the containers that are going to hold your keywords and your ad. Um, so, you know, just in case anybody isn't totally clear in Google ads, uh, you're being entered into an auction for ad space to show up in the searcher's 
search results. So you are bidding on those keywords that they're searching for. So, you know, maybe you offer different types of photography. A really great place to start when trying to figure out what your ad groups should be is to break those out into themes. So, you know, if you're doing um, engagement photos and wedding photos, or maybe you're doing um, like newborn photography and cake smash photography, like those are two different um two different services. So you would want to break those apart and make sure that you're bidding on keywords very specific to that service and pairing that with an ad with copy that is, again, very specific to that service. Right. So rather than just being like um, Lansing photographer, because yes, people might search for that, but that might, maybe they're really looking for a newborn photographer. You're saying pick your specific niche, your specific specialty, even if you have multiple specialties, for sure for each one okay yeah all right so once we've picked that where do we go from there so let's say that i want to advertise myself as a wedding photographer now what (laughs) (laughs) um i think a really good place to start again um when you're writing your ad is to really think about what it is that your client is looking for. So I think, you know, one of the beginner mistakes that a lot of newbies make when they're writing their Google ads is, you know, they're kind of thinking of it as like a phone book listing um, where they're just putting their business name and, you know, look at me, I'm so great. I won these awards and I'm the best photographer. That's not really the place to do that because at this point in time, the person who's searching, they don't care how great you are because they don't know you. What they want to know is, you know, do you offer what I'm looking for and can you solve my problem? So I think in your ad copy, it's really important to, you know, think about what it is that that person is looking for. So, you know, maybe if you have a piece of paper, you can write down some of the things that um, past clients have told you, you know, why did they choose you or what was it um, about you that made them move forward? And what did they really want out of, you know, their photography session with you? So it's a really great place to just focus on your customer. How many words or how many characters do you have to show up in that ad? It is kind of a pain in the butt because you do have character limits. Um, So you have, you actually have space for three headlines, but they're restricted to 30 characters. And then you can have two lines of body copy and each of those lines is restricted to 90 characters. But a really great um, trick to make your ad bigger on the page to make sure you stand out is to use what's called ad extensions. So you can, just like it sounds, extend your ad beyond just, you know, that headline and that text. So you can add site links, which can show off, you know, other types of photography that you do, or perhaps link to your portfolio or your testimonials. Um, You can add what's called a call-out extension. So that's a really great place to include um, your unique selling point, what it is about you that is awesome. So if you've won an award or, um, you know, if you've been in business for 15 years, like you can say that to really build that authority in your call out extensions. Um, you know, you can add pricing extensions if you want to. Basically, what all of this does is gives people more information up front so they can 
kind of make a decision, you're sort of pre-selling them before they get to your website. Like you want to make sure they're qualified before they click on that ad, right? So the more information you're able to give them through those extensions, the better it qualifies them before they reach you. Is an extension, okay, remember that I, I know nothing about this. So is an extension something that you're paying more for so you can show more information? What What is an extension? No, you don't have to pay any more for ad extensions. Um, basically, it's just a tool within Google Ads that you can set up. So um, you have your ad itself, and then you go in the back end, and you can create all kinds of extensions, and they don't cost any more. Um, in fact, I actually believe that they can help bring down the cost of your ads um, because you are paying per click. So, you know, that's one of the nice things about Google ads is that you have that freedom and ability to turn them on and off whenever you want to. Um, you're not locked into any kind of contract and you only pay when somebody actually clicks on your ad. But with Google, you know, they want to provide the best possible service to the people who are searching. On, on their network. So they want to provide very relevant search, revol search results. So when your ad is bigger with those extensions and adding more information, it becomes more relevant, it gets a higher quality score, and the higher quality your ad, the less you're gonna pay. Okay, yeah, and that's interesting about maybe showing pricing where you don't necessarily want to pay for all those clicks for people who are looking for the cheapest and then they come and then you just paid for that ad and then they take off. It's sort of that interesting balance. So that leads me to my next question, testing. Do you do kind of like A-B testing where you can run different ads and see what's working better? Yeah, so generally I recommend setting up between two to four ads um, per ad group. And, you know, what I like to do in those ads is kind of test out my copy. Um, on one hand, I'll go like straight to the point, you know, talk about your service. I offer wedding photography and this is the kind of wedding photography that I do. I serve, you know, big weddings or small weddings or whatever it is. And then in another ad, you can go with like kind of a more um, emotional appeal. So what is it that someone is looking to capture uh, in their wedding photography? Like, are they looking to make memories of their perfect special day? Are they, you know, looking for something that's going to make them feel like beautiful and loved after the fact. So kind of like test against each other, you know, the logical and the emotional and see which one performs better. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, my brain is kind of going. I'm also thinking this is like a side tangent. But when it comes to the specific type of audience, here's an example. I do lifestyle newborn photos. And so that means I'm going into the home and I'm it's just a very different look. It's not like a studio setup with all the props. It's more focused on the family and the home. And so I have past clients who have come to me looking for newborn photos, and I'm happy to refer them over to somebody else who is in a studio. And so I see where, you know, if I just had an ad that said newborn photographer and people clicked on it, and then they're like, oh, that's not what I want. I want the studio stuff. So if I was testing, I'd probably find that I'd had more success if I was getting more specific about those details of lifestyle newborn. And probably in the same way that if you're a wedding photographer 
I don't, I don't think photojournalistic is quite as popular a word as it used to be, because I think we kind of realized a lot of us are photojournalistic. That's what a you know, wedding photographer is. But I think we can absolutely find those points of differentiation. And listeners, I'm going to put links in the show notes at photofieldnotes.com to lead you back some, to some previous episodes to help you um, talk to your past clients and start to think about those words. Okay, so here's my next question. I work a lot on SEO. I don't pay for ads, but I work a lot on SEO. So I rank pretty highly for some of the keywords that I want to rank for. How do you recommend, if we're already ranking pretty highly, you know, how do, how do paid ads work with SEO in combination? Should we be focusing all of our energy on one or all of our energy on the other, or do we kind of have to do both at the same time? I mean, I think that it's important to strike a balance, um, trying to work on your search engine optimization and getting that free organic rank is certainly uh, important. But I don't think that you need to super stress if you're not like number one on Google. Um, and I also think that using Google ads in combination with SEO is a really great strategy to maximize your visibility and, you know, just be in control. Cause like you said, you know, you're ranking for some of the keywords that you want to rank for, but not others. So, you know, Google ads is a great opportunity for you to control that narrative. So perhaps you could bid on the keywords that you're not ranking uh, high for organically. And the other thing as well that you need to remember is on the search engine results page, um, it's actually broken up into three sections. So ads always come first, like the first three to four results that you're always looking at, those are ads. And then below that, you're going to be looking at the Google My Business listings. So those are are usually the pin drops on the map or that show reviews. And then below that is the organic search results. So even if you are ranking number one for a specific term, people still have to scroll past the ads and past the Google My Business listings to see your website. So a really great way to boost your authority and make sure that you're getting that click to your site is to show up in all three places. Yeah, that's a good point. And on that note, I think that's why it's helpful to also, in addition to this, have a place on the map where you show up so that when people get that map listing, you're showing up on there. Okay, you also mentioned something called remarketing. What is remarketing and why do we care about it? Um, So remarketing is basically marketing to people who have already engaged with your business online. And it's really, really, really important to always have a remarketing campaign of some sort set up because no matter how great your original ad is, no matter how great your targeting or your copy is, no matter how great your website itself is, it still takes time for people to to make a purchasing decision, especially if it's, you know, an expensive thing like a photography package. Um, You know, that's not something that they can just whip out their wallet for. So they're probably going to need to take some time to get to know you. They might check out your competitors. They might check to see if you have any reviews on Google. They might check to see your work on Instagram or Facebook. Um, You know, maybe they, you know, bookmark your site and they just need to wait for payday. Um, But you know what happens? We all get busy. We all forget. Um, And especially, you know, myself, like, 
I'm getting married this summer. And when I was looking for wedding photographers, I had like 10 websites open in different tabs, like looking at these different photographers. And at this point in my mind, I could not tell you the names of any of those people. I, I don't remember any of them. So to make sure that people aren't forgetting about you during that decision making process, you set up what's called a remarketing ad. So that's like a visual banner ad. You can run them through Google or you can even run them through Facebook and Instagram. And those ads follow people around the internet wherever they go. And it's a visual reminder to come back to your website. So that way your name, your brand stays top of mind and they have that reminder to come back. So the, yeah, so this is a little bit different than Google ads because they're not necessarily going and searching again. It's that like, oh, I looked up a shirt I liked online and then it was everywhere, right? So it's exactly. Up, so this is like setting up the Facebook pixel, right? Setting up the pixel on your website? Yeah, so if you're doing it through Facebook and Instagram, then you need to have a Facebook pixel on your website. And if you're doing it through Google Ads, you just need to make sure you have Google Analytics installed and you've enabled remarketing. And then you can set up that remarketing campaign through the Google Display Network. Um, so the Google Display Network is like all of those banner ads that you see following you around the web and like popping up on YouTube videos. The Display Network has something like over 2 million websites in the network and covers 90% of the internet. So I definitely recommend setting up a, a display network campaign in addition to Facebook, Instagram remarketing. Do you think the cost is about the same as Facebook if you're doing the Google network? They kind of have different strategies, to be honest. Um, so on Facebook, I think it's easier to set up a campaign with your goal to get landing pages back to your website. And that's because Facebook and Instagram ads are very much more in your face. Like you see them in your feed while you're scrolling. So they kind of interrupt what you're doing. Um, with Google ads, you're not going to see as high of a click through rate because the ads are kind of like banners off to the side and off to the top. So with, um, you know, the Google display network, you should probably go for more of a, you know, a, an impression strategy. So you want your ad to be seen as that reminder rather than trying to get clicks back to your website. So overall, I mean, you could probably set the similar daily budgets, but, um, you know, you're not going to be getting as many clicks from Google display, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess if you think of it in terms of how you're interacting, Facebook, you're just scrolling, looking for whatever comes up, where typically if I see the ads from the Google Display Network, I'm more likely to be reading an article, and I don't want my article interrupted. So I might see it, but I'm not going to click on it. So yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, but it's still value be valuable because your brand is being seen. Yeah, as a reminder where they might say, oh, that's that photographer. Hmm, funny they're following me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. you do have to remember when you're doing advertising of any sort that there is a journey that the customer has to take before they're ready to make that buying decision. Um, so, you know, they say that it could take as many as like six exposures to your brand before somebody even remembers who you are. And it could take as many as 28 exposures to your brand before they're actually ready to open up their wallet and put down money. So, you know, it's, it's not a get rich quick scheme. You're not just going to get a click and get a customer. You do have to take them along that journey, but there are so many tools available to you in Google ads to help you build out that journey, um, to help somebody go from new visitor to your website to paying customer. 
Okay, one more thing about the ads, the content of the ads, because the goal might be different. In Facebook, we're probably getting, we want them to click. We want to lead them to action, where in the Google ad network, we want to remind them that we exist. So when it comes to actually creating that ad, would you create it differently? One more call to action, one more, like, look at this pretty picture, remember who I am, big logo. What would you do? Right. So on the Google Display Network, you, you know, there's nowhere that you can enter in any kind of text. So you have to be able to communicate everything in your banner ad. So yes, you want to make sure that you have a very striking visual that stands out. Yes, you want to make sure that your logo is included so that there's, um, you know, that they can recognize who you are. And just say your name, what you do, like, uh, um, uh, you kind of like your elevator pitch, I guess you call it, or your tagline, and then a call to action. So um, book now or, you know, view portfolio or something like that, that all needs to be included in that single banner ad. Um, Facebook and Instagram is a little bit different because you can include a headline and a call to action button and you can include as much text as you want. Um, and it's also a more visual platform. So Facebook and Instagram, they don't like it when you're including a whole bunch of text in, in an ad itself or in the image itself. So you can just go with, you know, a beautiful image, maybe with your logo subtly in the corner, but then communicate everything that you need to in the headline, the headline, the body copy and uh, the call to action button. And then also within the Google ad network, if I'm doing remarketing, could I, if I really wanted to go all out, could I make an ad that would pre-roll on YouTube. So if they've been to my website, they would then see my video that shows my personality. If I wanted Absolutely. to go do that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So cool YouTube, idea. so just like Instagram is part of Facebook, YouTube is part of Google. So if you wanted to do those YouTube pre-roll um, videos, then you would set that up through Google Display Network. And only display it as a remarketing to people to who have already been to my website. I think that's a really great idea. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to go all out for like, you know, maximum visibility, I'm sure that um, you could set up some kind of strategic targeting to go after cold traffic. But I think it's a really great idea to use that video ad um, to go after the people who have already visited your website, because this way they get a chance to get to know you. Yeah. Well, if anybody does that, let me know how it works. I don't know if I'm going to have the time to do it, but I like it as a remarketing effort. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. just do it cold, but if someone's already been to my website and then they're watching YouTube and they see my pre-roll and it's a reminder that I'm there and it's a video, which is such a great opportunity. I think that could be really cool. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I've done that with the I've done that with the dance studio and people actually get really excited about it. Like, oh, my God, I saw your video on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of video did you do? What did you include in that video? Well, my sister in law, she's an incredibly talented choreographer. So uh, we had a, a lot of amazing uh, videos from, you know, recitals and competitions like of her amazing choreography. So uh, we would include um, a dance video. So the video might be three minutes long. Um, somebody may skip it after the first 15 seconds, but a lot of the time it's just like, oh wow, this looks really cool. And they'll keep watching the whole three minute video. And then I am assuming you're incorporating the branding from the very beginning so people know that they're, it's about the dance yeah. studio. So we would kind of have a, a splash page like leading into it with the dance studio logo and then fades into the, the choreography video. And at the end, uh, you know, you can also if it's a, a video ad, you can also include a link on the ad for people to actually click through to the website. 
Yeah, I think that's a really fun idea. I think that's an idea like the re from the remarketing standpoint. And so in that case, whether you're going to explore paid Google ads or just the remarketing, I mean, these are all different things that we can experiment with one one at a time, right? <laughs> we don't have to take it all on at once. <laughs> all right, where can people find you if they're interested in more information? Uh, yeah, so anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about whether or not Google Ads are right for their business, I do have a free Google Ads cheat sheet, and you can find that at definemarketing.ca slash cheat dash sheet. And if you want to check me out on Instagram as well, I'm at definemarketingblog. Great. Okay. And I'll also put those in the show notes. So if you can't find it, look at the show notes on iTunes or photofieldnotes.com. Deirdre, thank you for sharing this. This is just exciting to get new ideas to check out. And I'm sure everybody's going to really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me today. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.